Tweeted you mean the podcast. I am your host, Lord Byron, also known as Byron Bruce Hart, aka Lord Black Rocker on Instagram, Black Rocker on Twitter. I'm not just me.com is the website. Uh, this is episode 125 Fly. 125 Fly. Uh We're recording with different equipment. I'm recording with some very cheap headphones and logic. My Zoom is out of commission at the moment. The Zoom H6 is not coming on anymore. We had a little battery acid corrosion, and that seems to have tuckered it out. I don't really know where the battery acid came from. I think maybe I had it in the car for too long and it got hot. The New Orleans heat has destroyed my Zoom H6. It did come on yesterday, the uh, the screen at least. Anyway, um, we got the Toth deck here with me. Let's ask the Toth deck. I would like to say hello. Uh, also, currently I'm listening to what's being recorded in one ear, and the other ear is free. Um, it's like it's like. I'm talking into my own ear right now. It's pretty fun. 
because of these cheap headphones, if I don't have it in my ear, then I won't be close to the mic. But also, if I have both headphones in, I can't really hear the keyboard. Which I think the keyboard is on low battery. I'm pretty sure that's why I can't really hear it. Yeah, it's... I mean, it sounds fine right now, but it is struggling. Anyway, um, did I even ask the toast back? Right now I'm looking at my Podbean dashboard. Um, we got zero downloads yesterday. We got four downloads in the last seven days. 27 downloads in the last 30 days. All time, 2,399. I got a little achievement. Congrats on publishing 100 episodes. Congrats on 2,000 downloads. That's pretty cool. Little badges. How's the girly tooth deck? How would you like to say hello? We flip an inward the emperor. That's number three. Actually, it's number five. Trump card the emperor. Actually, it's number four. Wow. A little trouble with Roman numerals today. An inward number four the emperor. The starting songs were from Younger Hunger, called Dead Inside and Sly. We've got like four to five tweets and like seven to eight recordings of stand-up. I like this song. This is Younger Hunger, pretty for you.
For some reason, when the music plays, I can't hear these notes. When the music's playing, I can't hear any of that. Which is really weird. Good times. Uh, testing the sound. Very fun. Uh, I'm not going to go in order today. I'm just going to get the tweets out of the way. We got YouTube stuff. Um, July 3rd, we have check out my latest podcast on Podbean. You tweeted you made that episode 124. We got an Instagram picture of Grotto. We got an Instagram picture of Filth. We got an Instagram picture of Modern. We got an Instagram picture of Serrated. And that is the end of the tweets. Very fun. I feel like I'm sitting differently than normal. Like my keyboard's not in good position. Check my voice recordings. Delete some of these things, get some more space on my phone. We got eight recordings, which isn't horrible. July 2nd is 10 minutes long. July 16th is also 10 minutes. The rest are close to 5. 5, 3, and 7. This is going to be a long... So let's see, that's 14, that's 17, that's 22, that's 27, 32-ish, uh, uh, 42, we have almost 50 minutes of recordings. So, I guess, you know, such is life with all of these recordings. Maybe you get some organ sounds. Organs. A pierce organ. That's pretty chill. Mix that with some brass. Alright, that's, um, you know, that's cool, I guess. It's not the best, it's not horrible. We're gonna flip a card about the tweets. Podcast, 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 podcast. I actually wanted to do this last week, or like the week before. It's been almost a month. 
or at the end of the month, and I recorded the last one at the beginning of the month. But it just didn't happen that way. Whoa, this person follows me and I don't follow them back? Why the fuck did I follow them back? It's my friend. Follow back. I mean, this isn't legitimately my friend, but she's following me. Why shouldn't I follow her back? Let's see what their Twitters look like. Okay, this one's a comic and only 124 tweets, most of them jokes. This other one's a burlesque dancer. Oh no, it disappeared. I don't know why I did two of them. Okay, here we go. Only 120 tweets. Most of them. Just normal day stuff. That is my phone going ham. Holy shit, what's going on, phone? Oh no, I got friends texting me about things. What are they going to text about? What could they possibly be texting about? Oh no. Satchmo Summerfest? 11. Plan is to meet at 11 to get ready. Then at 12, take one car, park on the, on the French Quarter, walk into the fest, enjoy any of you guys down. So we meet where at 11? This is yo. We're planning to meet at the house anytime, anywhere. We're planning to enjoy. Hey, y'all added a few people to this. And resending Matt's text. Oh, I wasn't supposed to read a name. Oh no, you guys know about Matt. The name Matt. But really, we're talking about the color of a car. You know, it's like matte black. Anyway, uh, I was probably told today, what did you think about those underwhelming tweets that were mostly uh, Instagram pictures? We flip an inward worry, number five of discs. That's what my phone sounded like it was doing, was worrying, all those vibrations. Uh, let's just get into it. Uh, stand up. Um, I'm a great comedian, and it shows. <laughs> Thank you.
that came out in the recording pretty well. It sounded not so good in the headphones. I even put both headphones in to try to listen to how it sounded. Wait, let me check what the recording looks like. Oh, it looks pretty good, honestly. I think I'll be able to compress it. Compress it up there, you know. Like that sound of the mic shaking while I shake my head. It's pretty cool, right? Got a few good spikes in there. I'll flip a card about that set. It's a very lackluster set at Ugly Dog. Somebody asked me a question in the beginning. They asked a question in the middle when I picked up the little rubber stopper. And I was like, oh, look, this is fun. <laughs> I also did a new take on psychic exhaustion as related to racism. It's an old bit come back. So is the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, an old bit come back. It used to be about... Uh, well, it was still about Craigslist, but uh, I was more aimed towards the homoerotic side of Craigslist. Now it's just sex work in general, which is fun, you know, I like to poke fun at things. How's the girly joke thing? What do you think about that set? We flip an inward Prince of Swords. Swords are uh, the wind. Intelligence, the air. Uh, now, what do we do next? We just go to the next one. Well, I had like nine text messages while playing that recording. Well, apparently I have some of these people's numbers.
I'm all talk with a thorn in my side. A real big heart that I'm willing to hide. You asked me what I want from life. Said to make a lot of money and feel dead inside. Make a lot of money. Sinister by I don't know how, but they found me. It's the newest I don't know how, but they found me song. Mr. Sinister. It's a single. Don't mind those extra noises. They're just the background. Don't mind those extra noises. I'm just doing things now. Don't mind those extra noises. This part's gonna be two hours. Two hours. Two hours. July 4th. Oh shit, this is loud. Uh, we like to comment on different things. Other people like to comment on this pansexual. 
set wasn't horrible, that set wasn't great. It was very... I don't know. One time at Hi-Ho, 
they were telling me I was too good, too funny. You know, too funny is what the, the compliment was. It's very weird. I don't think it was that set, but it very well may have been. Oh, there we go. We're getting some more vibrations. Those good vibrations. Do, 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 do. How's the curly toe attack? What do you think about that set from Hi Ho? You flip another inward night of discs. The discs are, of course, the body, the body, the earth, the dirt, the grit, the physicality, the discs, the pinnacles. I think the uh, the audio peaked earlier during that set. That one was only four minutes. I'm not gonna play anything between this one and the next one. This one's only three three minutes forty seven seconds. Change the keyboard sound just a little bit. I'm playing very basic keyboard stuff because I can't really hear the keyboard. Sex worker. 
she was like this overweight black lady. She was really cool. And I was a bit intimidated. I looked at her and I was like, oh shit, big chicks probably need big dicks, you know? keyboard playing was good. I could barely hear it. And that's a testament to the idea of me playing when I can't hear. It's just more a feeling. Feeling the notes. It's not any... It's not that much better when I can hear, but... I can have, like, extra notes in there. Hopefully it sounded better when I can hear than it sounded when I couldn't hear, but you never know, you know? Maybe I should always be, like, putting earplugs in when I play keyboard, and then I'll, like, make some Mozart shit. Was he the one that was deaf, or was that Bach? No one knows. Actually, they do know. Anyway, Alistair Curly Tough Day, what did you think about that set from Carrollton Station? We flip an outward the Aeon. This is trump card number 20, the Aeon. Uh, we've got heartburn, which is nice. It's really nice. I think I got heartburn from smoking the ash. 
Oh shit, you guys, I'm on that Delta 8, son. I'll be smoking that Delta 8. I'll be drinking it. <laughs> it tastes good. It... Smokes fine. I had a comedian friend who described what Delta 8's effects are. And he said it was like weed without the paranoia aspect. And I was like, whoa, that's pretty accurate, honestly. It's like feeling high, but not, oh my goodness, phone. Feeling high, but not like overthinking anything. It doesn't really affect your thinking. It's just the body high. The Delta H strand is like legal and it's being sold in cool ass uh, dispensaries. It's pretty great. It looks like normal weed. It's got the flowers, they've got the tinctures, they've got the edibles, they've got drinks. The drinks work the best. It is so good. I had one drink the first time. And I was high for like the rest of the day. And I was like, whoa, what is this? Not even a thinky high, just a normal, like weird, not sober feeling. Then the grams only cost like 10 to $12. 10 to $12 a gram, yo. Apparently tomorrow I'm going to be having fun with friends in the French Quarter. I don't know if I'll be able to edit this episode and put it out before tomorrow. Also, who the fuck is listening to my podcast? Like, why do I get so many downloads these days? I got 37 downloads on the last episode. Who is listening? Like, what? Oh, no, it's just 13, not 37. That's way more believable. (laughs) 13 downloads on my last episode. In the last month. Or the first month, actually. It was a lot of confusing information I just tried to share. 27 downloads in the last 30 days, though. I'm hoping people are starting from, like, the bottom episodes and going through and not just, like, listening to this. This is boring. The last episodes, the last, like, four episodes have been boring. Not really talking about anything anymore. There's a freaking quarantine and shit. It's not fun in the reality space, but I do have much to talk about. Although I just don't want to talk about it because it's still happening. The perception war has reared its actual head. (laughs) I was talking about the perception war like four years ago, but now we're like in the midst of a real one. And it's like, there's no actual information anymore. The shit I used to say is like very relevant now. 
Shit like personal truth outweighs global truth. <laughs> like, like, holy shit, everybody's like, oh no, but this is the one thing. This is the global truth. Like me four years ago, I'm like, yeah, but like personal truth outweighs global truth for the person themselves. <laughs> it's what you believe and what you think. It's called faith. Dun dun faith. Oh no. We've become a religion. I didn't delete the recording yet. Make a lot of money and feel dead inside. Hey, pretty baby, feel that heat. You got me twitching to the edge of the sea. This band, I don't know how, but they found me as a lot of great music. My favorite song might be this one. find it like uh, let me see what the actual wording is I was going to comment on a Facebook notification but I don't know if that's 
the actual extent of the Facebook notification. What the fuck? I don't know what the fuck my shit just went to. What is this? That was weird. Anyway, I'm now on Facebook checking my notifications. And it's not on the computer's notification. But it is on my phone's notification. And I can't pull it down to see the whole wording. Let's see if I can turn the phone sideways. And then do a pull down thing. Hmm, it's not working. Okay, I did it. I turned it sideways by playing the music and enlarging the picture. Facebook says somebody added to their story for the first time in a while. I was going to say, I always find it weird when it tells me people added to their story for the first time. It's like, wow, stories have existed for so long. Like, how is this just your first time? But apparently it was first time in a while, which is not something I need to be notified about in the least bit. Doing too much on Facebook. Group message, multimedia. <sighs> Comsity. Comsity. Okay, I need to get off of this page. Um, did I flip a card about the other set? I don't remember. I flipped an eon about, yeah, yeah, Carrollton Station. I think that was the last one. It was three minutes and 40 seconds, because we only got four minutes that day. And I actually didn't run the light. That's pretty amazing. My earbud wasn't all the way in. I didn't hear how loud I was being. Okay. My very loud whispers. I think I'd rather my earbud not be all the way in so I can pretend that I'm not this loud in the recording. We've only peaked once, 
So we're alright, sound-wise. Um, Time-wise, how long have we been doing this? An hour. We've hit the hour mark. Which is not good. We're still... <coughs> excuse me. So not done with this. We'll play two more comedies and then another musics. Slash, slash, and then random. Yeah, I 
That's my bit about the land of fire and ascribing to names. Speaking of the land of fire, I haven't written the day Billy fell off the cliff in like a month. Since I started my new format, I have not really applied anything to it. Um, I guess, you know, it is what it is. One day I will finish writing it, and that day will probably be soon, but not really soon. <laughs> One day I'll start writing again, and that day will be soon. One day I'll finish it, and who knows when that will be. It's never really finished, obviously, and that's the big thing. I think I should buy a new laptop. Oh, so girly toad thing. What do you think about that set? Wait, where was it? Oh, I was at the Domino. We flip an outward knight of wands. 
wands of the fire, the creative, ah, the fire, the land of fire. Uh, creative force, the intent. doing the best on the keyboard this episode honestly in my opinion but alas it is what I do a finger bass no that doesn't sound good jazz guitar no 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 jazz guitar harmonica yeah That's the sound I'm talking about. A few new bits. Thank you. 
realizing, I don't really know if I know the difference between telepathy and psychic. It's like psychics predicting the future or some shit, and telepathy is just like knowing you're thinking. One time I had an experience that was very uh, telepathic, if you will. I had eaten a bunch of edibles before going on a plane, and uh, during the plane ride, uh, I could hear people like mumbling about smells. And I was like, oh no, do I smell bad on this plane? These poor people, we got like an hour left, you know? And it was like, it was pretty much just like, I can't explain it. It's not a good joke. This is dope. It's in a safe space and all. But it's just... I don't know. I, as a psychic, telepathic person, you can't, like, judge yourself. You can just judge other people. But when you're hearing the judgments on yourself, it's like, ah... testament to me understanding that some jokes don't work like I keep almost all of my jokes and I reuse them from time to time but that did not work it was not it didn't even sound like jokes like I was trying to I was trying to really connect with being psychic and being uh, telepathic like there's something there but that's only for like a niche crowd of people who care about 
you know, people's ability to be psychic and telepathic, those people did not care enough to take that leap that was necessary for me to almost find the joke. I felt like I was just rambling about it. Also, predicting the future didn't really come into play. I really feel like I should look that up. Like, what is, what is the definition of being psychic? Is that only the future? Relating to or denoting facilities or phenomena that are apparently inexplicable by natural laws, especially involving telepathy or clairvoyance. Relating to the soul or mind. A person considered or claiming to have psychic powers, a medium. All right. Extrasensory perception. Okay, so psychic... Psychic doesn't mean just predicting the future. Okay, that's good to know. Extrasensory perception. I was trying to do a joke about like... I guess, you know, not being able to use your extrasensory perception on yourself uh, and that being a lot like not knowing if you smell. But knowing I smelled because of the extrasensory perception applied to myself. Something about that like paradox, but I don't think I can make it a joke. Definitely did not work that time. The other thing I kind of wanted to make a joke about was being a man of leisure, not working, but it's just not funny. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's only like one thing that I've been able to do about like performing magic and that one's like self-actualization having a mantra saying I am a comedian and voila you know or like I'm just trying to find myself on stage oh where am I oh I'm on stage you know like that's like the only ones that are like you know yeah you manifested some shit but still it's not 
it's still funny, but like not, I don't know. Not working is not. <laughs> not working is not working. Uh, that could be a punchline. I could just ramble about how I don't work. And then once the bit bombs, I could be like, wow, not working is not working. It's not working talking about not working, not working either. <laughs> That's about as far as that one could go. Twist it into a paradox. Maybe it'll be funny. I doubt it, though. I don't think I'm ever going to do those bits again. But I will delete that recording and flip a card about it. Also, speaking of psychics and extrasensory perception, we're going to get into the YouTube video. Nah, I should finish. I should finish recordings before I get into the YouTube video. But one of the YouTube videos has to do with extrasensory extra perception while on acid. Listeners to this podcast um, may be aware of my um, amazing experience watching Tenant on acid and the after effects. And that's really like the basis of my knowledge going into what the YouTube video is because I've experienced some uh, some of what I would think are the peaks on acid that you can, like, I don't <laughs> People talk about ego death and stuff, but, I mean, like, I'm not really using my ego currently. I'm just talking. I'm using Gnosis. I don't know if Gnosis can die. You can scare it off, maybe. Or you can confuse it. Definitely confuse it. But yeah, they talk a lot about ego death in the, in the YouTube video. And then they get into some extrasensory perception. But I'm, uh, you know, spoiling the dinner. So, um, how's the curly toast deck? What did you think about that set from Homegrown Pizza? We flip an internal the lovers. Wow. Trump card number six, the lovers. Me trying and failing at comedy. Alright, we're just gonna do a music in between. Beep, beep. 
Modest Mouse came out with a new album. It's called The Golden Casket. And still recording. We are an hour 26 minutes in. The microphone is still working. I'm typing text messages. And now for music from Modest Mouse, The Golden Casket. Who's <laughs> 
That's my favorite song from the album. I think the other favorite is probably Fuck Your Acid Trip. Oh, and that song is called The Sun Hasn't Left. We've got more stand-up. We've got three more stand-ups. July 13th, 16th, and 17th. Coming at you hot.
That was a set at another bar where I was trying to do a paradox bit. That was actually probably the same day as the other failed bit about being psychic. I was really trying to come up with new material, apparently. Um, the problem bit actually worked better than the other one. I don't know if you guys heard it. Uh, it's like I created a problem because I'm happy and I don't have any problems. But my problem is that when I created the problem because I'm happy and I had no problems, I was happy that I created the problem. So, like, now my problem is, how do I keep... <laughs> how do I keep from solving my problem of solving my problem? I got a problem with solving my problem. That's how I should, that's how I should start the bit. I got a problem with solving my problem. I got a problem with... Solving my problem. Yeah. That's how I started. Yeah, I'm not going to do the bit now because I'm not on stage. This is not currently a stand-up set, but I get it now. That is a real bit. 
unlike the other stuff, the last one, which was not a real bit. It was more like me just talking. I'm just trying to connect with people these days, honestly. I hope I have some of those bits. I've been improving way more. I get up on stage and talk about nothing, really. And it's very fun. I'm not even doing my normal bits anymore. It's great. But that's neither here nor there. Let's uh, flip a card about that set. That was a curly toast day. What do you think about the Another Bar set? We flip an inward completion. Number four of wands. Completion. Wands are, of course, the fire, the intent, the creative force. I've got mosquito bites all over my legs. They feel amazing, as good as any other mosquito bites feel. Alright, the next one's 10 minutes long meaning I'm going to have to do something with the keyboard for a long time. Oh my goodness, these mosquito bites feel so good. Music thoughts. Let's get an organ Accordion. Thank you. 
a fun one talked a lot about the sex the sex and the masturbation and the and the debauchery and the only fun 
hands and only palms. Um, I really enjoy my Charlie and the Chocolate Factory bit, just pointing out the discrimination that happens. But it's like it's an illegal business, they can discriminate. But when it's legal, how will they be able to discriminate? Well, like, I get What's, uh, can a notary be like no fat people? A notary seems like the, the easiest example of, you know, like a person, the person relationship between customer and service provider. So could like the notary be like, uh, I don't want to notarize your shit. You're too fat. I don't want to notarize your shit. You're a fucking police officer. You know, like, is that legal? I guess it is. But I guess they don't have to tell you why. But if they do tell you why, then they, have, they don't have to turn down as many people. So will they still be able to just say no fat people, no black people under 30 if it's legal. These are the real questions. <laughs> also, one of the real questions that I asked during that set, we were talking about abolish the police, but like, do we keep prisons? If you abolish police, what do you do with the prisons? Or do they just become prison guards? Do we keep prisons? And then how do we send people to prison if there aren't police? For that matter, the judicial system, is that even in play anymore? I guess the judicial system would still be in play. And maybe it'll be up to FBI agents to send people to jail. Like, put it on the feds. <laughs> the feds would barely arrest anybody. Like, I don't think they get paid like that. The state is the one who gets profit off of the prisons. Although they do have federal prisons. Shit. Wait, who makes money off of federal prisons? <laughs> Let's Google that. Who profits from federal prisons? Oh shit, does the state own federal prisons? Oh no, it's, it's freaking corporations. Okay. Damn. Private prisons. Are, are prisons federally funded? No, not federally funded, like federal prisons.
How many federal prisons are privately owned? Whoa. Holy shit. No, uh, it's amazing for this question, how many federal prisons are privately owned? Arkansas went from 1,500 federal prisons in 2000 to zero federal prisons in 2019, which is pretty impressive, honestly. <laughs> the biggest number is Arizona in 2019 with 8,291 federal prisons. Privately owned federal prisons, not just that many. Are there federal prisons in every state? Nope, only 37 states have federal prisons. Anyway, um, <laughs> abolish the police. Yeah, let's just all go to federal prison instead. Woohoo! It'll be fun. Another YouTube thing is this dude talking about hacking dyslexia. The dyslexia, the dyslexic brain, how it works. It makes more sense that a lot of people don't think about things like if you abolish the police, like what are we doing with prisons, you know, like who sends people to prison if there are no police. I guess nobody, maybe they did think about it, but they just don't care? Or they're just like, step one, we just need no police. Step two, question marks. Step three, success. You know, is that, I really don't know, but like, supposedly a thing about dyslexia is being able to think in big pictures. But I have a hard time believing that people don't think about that. Like the next step after you abolish police. I think they're just yelling stuff, you know. It's just like with support sex workers. They're just yelling stuff. They don't really support them. They don't, they just don't want them to be arrested, I guess. But like, after it's legal, can they still do the same shit that they've been doing? It would change their whole world. Kind of like people fighting for rights. Because when you fight for rights, 
you're really fighting to be recognized by the government. And once the government recognizes you, you get laws. Yeah, you get to have a legality weight on you. That's fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah, gay marriage, yeah. Now you can also pay taxes about it. Now you can also get divorces. Now you can also... It's like, yeah. Nine binary people want to be recognized. Now we can also make horrible, like, fucking... What is it called? Licenses. Driver's licenses about pronouns that'll change every three years. That'll be fun. And then the paperwork will be crazy because it'll be a new branch. It'll be fucking expensive as shit. <laughs> That's great. We're recognized by our government. Now we can be subjugated like I always dreamed of. Subjugate me like the white man, baby. <laughs> oh, so girl, Tothek, what did you think about that ugly dog set? You're flipping inward, Prince of Cups. The cups are water, the emotions, Prince of Cups. Uh, after all of that talking, uh, I'm going to decide to not play anything in the middle of this one and the next one. We're just going to go to it. Get to it to do it. Do it to get to it. I'm going to get a little stereo piano going. That's not what I clicked. Oh no, what's going on? I'm not going to leave that. I didn't curse until 
Interrupted by a scam. A scam is likely. again the domino that is another domino set that was the last recording at the domino people told me I should do that set on late night television no they didn't say late night television they actually said kill Tony and like, I don't really listen to kill Tony I don't care for having another comic talk shit about and or judge me in general it doesn't even matter if they're talking shit or just, like, giving me compliments. I don't need it. <laughs> You're my audience right now. And I'm talking to myself when I listen to this later. <laughs> and the 13 people who listened. <laughs> like, what the hell? What the hell? Who are you people listening to this? What are you doing? Go listen to the other episodes. They're better. These are, well, actually, this episode might be on par with the average of my podcasts. This is about average. We're going to flip a card about that set. Eels, the cruelly toothed dick. What you think about that set from Domino? A princess of cups. We're getting all princes and princessy. Princess of Cups. Cups are water. Water is the emotions. <laughs> Absence of Sharing me. 
memes, sharing memes on Facebook. All right, now that all that is over, we can finally get into cool talks about, uh, let's go into dyslexia first. All right, so dyslexics are more intelligent. It's going to be the first YouTube video made by a guy I can't pronounce the name of. Fine, if you found this video, that probably means you're dyslexic, right? And you've probably heard that your brain isn't smart as everyone else's because you can't spell and maybe you have a hard time finding where you're supposed to go when you're driving. Look. Your brain is not less intelligent than other people's brains. Your dyslexic brain has huge advantages over normal brains. The genius of your brain is in the way it's wired. Hi guys, welcome to Hack ADHD and Dyslexia. This series is all about hacking our ADHD and dyslexia to take advantage of our cognitive gifts. Today I want to talk to you guys about the neuroanatomy of a dyslexic brain. What the brain of a dyslexic looks like and how that difference creates a special type of intelligence. Dyslexic brains have huge cognitive advantages. Alright, I was hoping this guy would say his name. I think it's Nishanta. Nishanta is the name of the channel as well. I guess I'll just spell it out. N I S H A N T H A. Dyslexics are more intelligent. Here is why. Hack dyslexia. It's the name of this video. Uh, this is the first video I saw uh, on this channel, and I was looking for. At the time, I was looking for, like, um, the idea of dyslexia explained in a brain patterns and, like, well, honestly, I, I saw, like, a spiritual teacher, Teal Swan, talked about dyslexia being more of a three-dimensional way of thinking. I saw a YouTube thing that said dyslexics, uh, like, cipher letters or some shit. And I was like, okay, that sounds cool. Three-dimensional thinking. I can definitely do that, but can't everybody? You know, can't everybody think of a three-dimensional object in their mind? So I was like, okay, what is dyslexia? I I really want to pinpoint it down to something and I found this video and here we go with the best explanation I have ever heard. Lots of mini columns is that the mini columns that He's talking about mini columns. Network with each other to process lots of data. The same type of thing happens in our cells through these mini columns. Now, the distribution of these mini columns in, in, the, in a given population is such that some people have a high density, other people have a low density, 
but most people have a medium density or medium number of mini columns. Now, there's something really interesting that happens to people that have lots of mini columns is that the mini columns that they do have tend to be thinner and shorter, while um, the people on the other spectrum, people that have a low density of these mini columns tend to have thicker and they tend to have longer mini columns. This becomes really important on how these two different types of brains process information. So the people with a high density of mini columns, now those people with the shorter and the thinner mini columns, they need to process information. Those mini columns can make connections with their neighbors because they're not long, right? They're short. So they, they can only make connections with the, with the other mini columns around them. But there's, it's such a high density that uh, they'll be able to easily find some neighbors to make those connections with. It'll be less energy cons consuming. So on the other side of that spectrum are people that have less dense mini columns, right? So that means that their mini columns are spaced much further apart. Now these people also have longer mini columns, which means that when they make connections with their neighbors, they're actually connecting to different parts of their brain. Now this tendency for mini columns to either make connections with their neighbors around them or to connect with other mini columns long distances away has an enormous impact on how information is being processed. Now, people with the shorter, more dense mini columns, they're really good at fine detail processing. They're really good at sorting and distinguishing between closely related things. They're really good at extracting information from a specific object or a concept. Brains that are, the brains that are wired with these shorter mini columns are highly skilled at detailed oriented tasks. Now, on the other side of that spectrum, brains that make longer circuits, these brains are weaker at fine detail oriented skills, but they're, they're really, really good at big picture tasks, right? Examples of these big picture tasks would include things like synthesizing the meaning from a concept, relationships between uh, concepts and objects and ideas, making unusual but insightful connection between seemingly unrelated things. These long-distance circuits are really good at problem-solving, especially when those types, when the problems are new or can be predicted, when the problems themselves are dynamic. Although these long-distance circuits are more energy-consuming and less efficient, they're really, really good at coming up with creative and new ways to do things. These types of circuits are designed for creativity and innovation. See, what happens is when the short mini-column brains come up with a solution, that solution is usually very localized to a specific brain area. So only one part of their brain is processing that information and then coming up with a solution. But when a long-distance circuit comes up with a solution, that solution came from different parts of the brain. So the circuit involves some memory, maybe some emotions, maybe some sight, maybe some hearing hearing, maybe some uh, logic, all these different parts of the brains contributed to that solution. So the solution is going to be more dynamic, it's going to be less formulaic. So most people have a regular or normal amount of mini columns in their cerebral cortex. But the extremes are what is really interesting. People with high density mini columns and the people with lower density mini columns. The brains that make the long distance circuits because they have a low density of mini columns in their cerebral cortex or brains that are dyslexic. The brains that make those shorter distance circuits and have the smaller 
many columns, but a lot of them, a high density of them, are autistic brains. There are four major strengths or cognitive powers that dyslexic people... Alright, um, so that was the explanation that I was basically looking for for dyslexia and like understanding like like the thought patterns that could go behind it and like like having a three-dimensional thoughts or whatever like that it didn't really click with me but him describing midi columns and the video actually has like little examples in the you know, like a cabbage and toothpicks in the cabbage. And like a lot of toothpicks for the, what is known as uh, autistic, autism. For the autism brain, there's a lot of toothpicks and then less toothpicks for the dyslexic brain. But like dyslexic brains are <laughs> using less to connect to different parts of the brains and shit. So that made more sense to me. Like if you have a bunch of them, you can only—you not can only, but you only need the exact parts of the brain that are for what you're trying to do. It's more specialized. So dyslexic brains like jack of all trades type shit. But what he's about to get into is the strengths with, of dyslexia and like the uh, the divergent abilities of neurodivergence, which is really cool. Uh, over normal people. I'm going to make another video that covers all four of these, but I'll just give you a quick overview right now. If you want to learn more about this, and you don't want to wait for the video, check out this book called The Dyslexic Advantage. It's really cool. I'll put a link on the... The Dyslexic Advantage. Hell yeah. I feel like I gotta... I gotta look that up on Audible. <laughs> I feel like it would be an audiobook for sure. Keyboard. Oh, I can't spell dyslexic. It's already on the screen. There we go. Dyslexic advantage. Unlocking the hidden potential of the dyslexic brain. Let's see. You can preview. No, that's the actual book. It's only seventeen to twenty-nine dollars. You can buy it for $3 used. And it is on Audible. For $27. I think I'm going to get that audiobook on the next credit. Because this is the book that, this is, what's it called, base material, uh, original material, um, something like that. 
It's where his knowledge comes from. But here's the summary. Alright, the, the four strengths are, the first one is called material reasoning. Material reasoning is able, uh, being able to hold an object, an image of an object, and then manipulate that object inside your brain, like designing a magazine, or designing a, a building, or an app, or a car, or a chair, or something physical inside, entirely inside your head. And then manipulating it. Taking some things out, putting other things in, and to hold that image concretely as if it was real. That's material reasoning. The second type of strength is called... That reminds me of my bit where I'm like, you ever ask yourself a question and I analyzed the answer, I looked at it from every direction, I spun it, I saw the rotation. Like, I literally did that with, like, a cross. And I was like, how does this cross translate into a joke? But then I just translated the process. But, yeah, that's um, material, what do they call it? Oh, no, it's... It's not written down. 20 seconds back. A chair or something physical inside, entirely inside your head. And then manipulating it. Taking some things out, putting other things in. And to hold that image concretely as if it was real. That's material reasoning. The second type of strength is called interconnected reasoning. This means that you can take disparate things, objects, ideas, concepts and put them together in such a way that hasn't been done before so you're able to see the similarities and how certain things fit together even though there seem to be no relation to it in uh, in silicon valley or in startups this type of thinking is called orthogonal thinking it's the ability to look at something in a completely different way and then look at something else in a completely different way and put those two things together to create something that hasn't done before. Personally, that's my greatest dyslexic strength out of all four. Alright, the third type of mind strength is called narrative reasoning. Now, this is the ability to conceptualize ideas in a story. It's the ability to create a story when there is just ideas. Now, the last type of uh, mind strength is called dynamic reasoning. Now, dynamic reasoning is being able to look at a picture, look at lots of different facts and ideas and create a prediction of an outcome that's going to happen as a result of all of these things interacting with each other. Um, that is the last trick. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoy this. I will be making another video on these four different mind strengths. I'm probably going to make four videos on these because each one of them is really interesting and there's a lot to it. Uh, Again, if you guys want to learn more about this and you don't want to wait for the, the videos, you can check out this book. It's called The Dyslexic Advantage. It was, it was really cool reading it. I'm pretty sure that's the only video I need to play of that. That idea of the mind. He calls it um, for like a short, um, what's this? Uh, poop, I can't think of the name of the thing and uh, thing with
with like bullet points. It doesn't matter. M stands for like material, reasoning, and then there's the I, and then there's the N for narrative reasoning, and then there's the D. I'm guessing D is deductive, but I don't really know. But it's just different ways of thinking about things. He goes into very, very detailed explanations in other videos and like talks about the dyslexia journey and how like those strengths come with weaknesses. And the weaknesses are basically because <laughs> we think differently. Anyway, here's the acid trip. Um, we're going to a video called Psyched Substances, or Psyched Substance. Adam and Quentin's entire live acid trip, Bicycle Day Special. Going to the introduction, 25 seconds in. Today is Bicycle Day. That means it is International Acid Day. It's the first time that Albert Hoffman rode his bicycle while experiencing the very first LSD trip. And what better time than today to post, or rather repost, the full, unedited LSD trip that I had with Quentin. This also includes part one and two, so for those people who are new to the video, they can watch it all in one go. But if you've already seen it, you can go to the chapters below and skip ahead to where part three begins. Now this video was live a little while ago. I think it was only up for just about a week or so before I had to remove it. There was a few problematic scenes. I have removed the problematic scenes, which were just very sparse. I wanted to repost this video because it is a prime example of just how oh, up and down these experiences can be. It shows you some highs, some lows, and ultimately it turns into a very dangerous experience that I would not recommend that anybody has themselves, where I actually had to take a trip killer because I was in, um, very rocky waters. I felt like I was in a never-ending nightmare thought loop, and I fully realized why people kill themselves during these experiences, and it's because they think that the only way out is to die, and they also think they're pretty much already dead at that point. So this video <laughs> is something that I would recommend that anybody who has never tripped watches, uh, because it can really show you everything that you need to be prepared for, including why it's not smart to mix compounds, because there was a time when I mixed the DMT with it, and if it wasn't for the mixture of DMT and acid, which I wasn't ready for at that moment, well, I think it would have been smooth sailing, it would have been all good, but, you know, I had to push the envelope, I had to make it uh, too much, and this is what happened. So, this was filmed over a year ago, and actually, I learned a lot. I'm the kind of hard-headed person, hard-headed person, where I need these, you know, really rude shake-up, wake-up calls to finally make a change. So, if I were to do an updated version, I think it would look quite different, perhaps next bicycle day. I also want to let you know that the first hour to two hours, there is video, but after that, because, like, we are really engulfed in the trip, uh, the video gets sparse. The, the video does pop back in, but there's audio, obviously, all throughout it. And lastly, before I launch this video, i got to let you all know that we are now offering a new flagship hoodie. This is the official Psych Substance hoodie. It's available in premium and basic quality. The premium hoodie feels like... Oh, right. That was the introduction. Um, uh, let's say the name of that one again. Adam and Quentin's entire live acid trip. Bicycle Day Special.
from psyched substance. Alright, now I'm going to play the first one. Let's see, let's get some times on here. Okay, that was three months ago that this was uploaded. The first one is six months ago. So they happened like a year and six months ago. The first one has an introduction. was going to happen. But yes, there is an intro after the intro. That was uh, Adam and Quentin talking. This video is called Quentin and Adam Eat Real Acid Full Come Up Phase Vital Educational Content from Psyched Substance. And I pretty much just started with them sitting at a table talking to each other and to YouTube. But now we're getting into the real intro, which is the part that I was looking for, where he's explaining what's about to happen on the video, because the future Adam explaining the video was filmed exactly 13 months ago. That is exactly how long it's taken me to decide whether I wanted to actually post this and in what format. Now, I chose something that I have never done before, which is this extra long 
full walkthrough almost of what a LSD come up can be like because I'm frankly tired of clickbaity shit. Screw all that. I am only interested in making content that is truly going to help people. And in that regard, this video, I believe, can help a lot of people, particularly those who are interested in tripping but really don't know what they're getting, getting themselves into. I believe that if you watch a video like this, you will soon realize that it's not all fun and games. All right? It can be world-shattering. It can go beyond words, and that's because words are only as good as other words that they're describing. If you were to give someone a dictionary who had no idea of what English was, they would be, well, it would be incomprehensible because you wouldn't know what water was. So it would just be a whole book that's whole design is to describe words that are contained within the book. It would need pictures like a kid's book for it to make any sense, or you would need a teacher. In other words, if you haven't had a psychedelic experience yourself, there isn't currently a word that I can use to describe it to you, which is why I believe videos like this that visually depict what can happen, well, I believe that is so much more powerful. I'm making this content to keep you guys safe. I do not recommend that anybody follows in our footsteps and tries any substance, as you're soon going to be able to see the come-up stage of these experiences is not necessarily what you expect. And I don't want to give any of it away, but this was one wacky come-up, and I think you guys are going to thoroughly both enjoy watching us slowly enter madness and lose our minds, but I think you're also going to enjoy the educational aspect of this, where it shows in an uncut way just what these compounds can do to a person's psyche as they're coming on and just why following safe tripping practices is of the utmost importance. Anyway, without further ado, let's jump head first into this live documentary experience. Thank you. Alright, that was the introduction that I feel is very poignant. So, so far we watched two introductions. <laughs> I'm going to see if the, the third video, which is called Adam and Quentin Eat Acid Part 2, The Peak Phase. I'm going to see if that one has an introduction as well. Oh, wait. No, I don't know. Why, why do you keep playing this loop? Am I playing the loop? Yeah, you're doing it as well. Doing we're both. We're both. Are we looping? Yeah, how do, we, how do we get out of this? How do we get out of the loop? Yeah. You notice that? Let me just rewind the loop later. All right, this one does have an introduction. <laughs> Vital educational content, you guys. They're talking about time loops. They're literally experiencing time loops. They're not just talking about them. Oh, wait. Well, I don't know. Why, why do you keep playing this loop? Am I playing the loop? Yeah, you're doing it as well. Doing we're both. We're both. Are you yeah, how do we How do we get out of this? How do we get out of the loop? Yeah. Hello to all you beautiful people watching this video. In today's video, I'm going to do something that I have never done before, which seems to be kind of like a trend here. You see, you really liked the last video where I did the full come up with Quinton. This is what I think about our whole experiment right now. It's just... No, no, this is actually our brainwaves right now. So what I actually did was I went through our footage, and that wasn't exactly where we stopped recording. In fact, as we hit the real peak, Quentin sat down, and we started filming again. I'm glad that you're recording this right now, because... Ooh. Now, the footage is a little all over the place, meaning there's times when we're actually in front of the camera, and there's a lot of really interesting shit documented. And then there's times when we're not on the camera, but the mic is picking up our really demented conversations. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch the video with you, some of it for the first time, because I haven't seen all of this shit, and then I'm going to pause and offer commentary, especially on the parts where we're not in the camera to just tell you what's going on, but also just to kind of break down what we're saying, because a lot of the conversation, if uh, I remember correctly, was actually going on in our minds. Now, of course, this is just from my perspective. Quentin isn't here, so I could be a little off base with some of it, and this was over a year ago, but I'm gonna do my best to try to recall what the bloody hell was going on. I hope you guys all enjoy this video. As always, this is being released for educational purposes. We do not recommend that anybody consumes any of these substances, um, especially if you're not in the right state of mind. I'm releasing videos like this so I can help people understand just how powerful these experiences can and uh, as you're going to see, it was really intense. In fact, I wasn't even in the best state of mind when this was filmed. I was going through some uh, potential breakup with my partner at the time, and everything in my life was really all over the place. So I'm actually quite impressed with how well I held it together. Yeah, without further ado, let's, um, let's just jump right into this. Alright, apparently I have not seen this video. Uh, I went from the first one to the third one. I didn't know in this, in part two, he's actually doing his own commentary. Like, I'm literally doing now. So, like, this one's more poignant. Because they'll actually be able to say what they're doing as, you know, that's cooler than if I pause it. And I'm like, yo, look at that. They're probably doing something. <laughs> This is 29 minutes, and there are no YouTube marker indications through time to see, like, the chapter separations. It's just a 29-minute video. You should definitely watch the whole thing, but this one apparently as well. I guess watch part one, then part two, then the whole thing. Acid is a hell of a drug. That's their disclaimer. Yes, the nature of the experience changed. Just completely shifts. dramatically. I'm glad that you're 
recording this right now because So we need to know what, what creates the best hybrid between both of us. Because I, I can be anything. There's parts that you know are recorded here, and uh, it was pretty clear during the non-recorded parts that neither of us wanted to be filmed. So I'm a little surprised. That's that's why I'm like going like, are you sure you want to be experiment? Because he said he didn't. I thought we were done filming. He's really just trying to like put on face for the the camera. And <laughs> I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I mean, why not? Why not film it? But I was really not there yet, so I was kind of like, what are you talking about? Want to be an experiment? Yeah, why do you want to be an experiment? Why do I want to be an experiment? No, why do I want to be an experiment? Oh, okay. That's a better question. Yeah. Why would any human want to be an experiment? Yeah. What is the point of experiment? <laughs> I don't know. And why am I... Did you even ask me to come up? I might... Did you ask me to come up here? Am I just uh, presuming? I'm just tripping you up right now. You're fine. Alright. Yeah, you really did trip me out here, actually. Oh, well, sorry. Bit of like a, a house of house no, I'm trying, like, you're trying to report something, right? How I what I need you to tell me is how recently we just started trying to re-record something. Have we just been looping this over and over? No. Oh, this is new. This is new. Yeah, this is brand new. I think so. Yep. Dude, we're tripping really hard. We are tripping really hard. <laughs> we definitely were tripping really hard. And that's okay. First of all. No, it is okay. Are you? Are you? Yes. Like, just, I just want to make sure that you're safe. No, I'm fully safe, man. <laughs> Alright. And that's like my number one concern. They keep saying that shit. I just want to make and sure you're safe. When it's safe, uh, what that word to me and this experience means is does he feel comfortable? And ultimately, does he feel like he needs the trip sitter to come in and help him? So all of that is really encapsulated in the word safe. Quentin feels very safe. Okay. And when Quentin feels safe, Quentin feels like he can explore the expanse, expanse of his mind. <laughs> I am very shaky, though. How are you feeling, man? I mean, no one ever does, does <laughs> anyone ever ask out if they're okay? No, I'm not doing that. Huh? I'm not thinking that. No, 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 that was me, like, being a joke. Oh, okay. I know, man. No, we're in this together right now. I'm so slow in jokes right now. I know, we're in the swamp together right now. So when I say I'm slow at jokes, I mean, like, I can't interpret normal social cues whatsoever. <laughs> We're deep in the swamp. Explain this. Uh, it's, uh, basically, this just became hyper-surreal. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, backtrack to, like, human thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what I was talking about there. Human thoughts? Insinuating that I'm not human. Perhaps that name tag that I wrote was true. <laughs> All I know is that I ended up sitting right here at this desk. I have no, now I have no idea how I ended up sitting here. So what he's talking about right now is kind of like time slicing and someone could be in front of you and then it feels like you just blinked and now they're beside you. It's like you have amnesia and you forget what you were just doing, what you were just saying. If you just spend a lot of time, say, sitting on a couch and you just moved, in the first instances of moving, you can be like so confused, like, wait, how did I get here? Because you actually don't remember walking over there. Now imagine how scary that can be. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, you're good. I remember we got up from the chair. Okay, I got up from that chair over there, and I walked over here, and... I think we're trying to document something. Yeah, we're trying to document something.
had to document something.
and we're filming this video. <laughs> Absolutely terrible idea, but I was like, yeah, you know, we're both professionals. And, like, and we, we wanted to put something like this together because we thought it would benefit you guys watching. Yeah, so here we are. We made the best of it, and I think given the circumstances, we did a fantastic job. But it's, it's just very fascinating for me to see uh, both of our kind of sticking points. He talked about with me after how, like, even just when he's sober, he doesn't really like physical contact. Now, I, I don't know. I can't relate to that. Again, like, I'm very warm. So it's interesting how maybe me being warm threw him off and then him being cold was starting to throw me off. So in, in this aspect, we kind of weren't gelling and it kind of puts us both in a bit of a, like, you know, frightened place. Let's keep going. I think having all these lights on makes it feel like I'm experimenting. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. Um, and then I'm getting feedback on the you. Like, I'm happy to on. And so, if you just lead the way. Sorry, I will lead the way more. No, man. Think about the burden I just placed on you to say that, right? Now, when he says getting feedback off me, it means, like, like I just said, we're both kind of, like, reading really almost too much into our perception of the other person. He's very caring. I don't want to make it sound like he's not a caring person. He's a very loving, caring guy. I had a blast hanging out with him. He's just not a physically warm person. So when he's like, I'm picking that up off you, like, yeah, like in that state, we both are caring. And we're both trying to make sure that the other person is as comfortable as possible because we're both hyper aware that we don't really know each other and we've never been in a situation together. So we're in like totally new waters together. to continue playing this video I really enjoy hearing his commentary on what's going on it's very expansive honestly this is what I wanted to point out like the idea of being uh, extrasensory <laughs> What's the P for? ESP. Perception. Extrasensory perception. They're, they took acid and they're literally having extrasensory perception. And that is documented on YouTube in a video format. A lot of it's audio, but they go through it for five hours. <laughs> I'm curious to see where this one ends. Uh, I might fast forward after a while. I'll say when I'm fast forwarding. Oh, you might have got me stuck in a loop. Okay. I know that I'm doing this again. I'll stop. I didn't know if you were recording us or not. No, no, we're out. Yeah, we are recording, but but what happened here is the one camera's off, and I think I forgot that we had this, that arachnid camera that was still filming, which is the only one that's being shown right now, 
So I'm not lying to him saying we're not recording because the main camera's off and the lights are off and you clearly can't see anything. But you can tell now he's kind of going like, like he's freaking out a bit because he, he clearly doesn't want to be filmed. <laughs> and I'm picking up on that. So it kind of looks like I'm taking him into a, into a bad place. But like I know he doesn't want to be filmed. And it's like he doesn't want to say it when the camera's are on because, you know, he wants to put on a good show for everybody. Okay, if we're not recording, then I can talk. Yeah, no, dude, the cameras are off. Okay, are that's great, Matt. Um, so, if you're listening, yeah, it's pretty bad. It's tricky, right? Cameras are off. Tricky, bro. You're staring at me. I feel completely safe. That's why, okay. but I'm getting some feedback off of no, I don't feel good. Yeah, see, no, I know that you're not. I'm starting to have a tough time, and I'm not saying it's his fault. I know just because he's like, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, give me a hug. Um, I was having a really tough experience for my own reasons, and that's why I was looking to that warmth from him. So kind of when he didn't give me, like, the, the love and warmth I needed, um, then I felt like I was totally alone in the dark in my own, like, freak experience. And uh, I started to just kind of, like, you can very quickly spiral in your head into, like, some dark places. But I'm handling it very well. Like, I'm openly just saying, yeah, not having a good time. And um, I'm still seeing if he can offer me, you know, some, some kind of comfort because I'm aware that, you know, I can make it out of this. And this was a very good experience for me to show me that I can make it through some, you know, scary thoughts. I know that you're not feeling good, Matt. Thanks, dude. But, and I, I feel like that's reflecting and making it seem like I'm not feeling good. I get it, but I'm feeling actually pretty good, Matt. And now I'm That's totally true. I could have been... Um, projecting that I don't feel good. That's also why I'm probably asking him so many times, are you sure you're safe? Because I'm not feeling good, but I'm having trouble picking up whose feelings I'm getting. So I'm thinking, is he not safe? But really, <laughs> it was me that wasn't feeling that great there. That's what Okay, when we were up there, <laughs> I was having so much uh, disrealization because I didn't know if you were recording and if you had just had me up there the entire time. <laughs> and then I for some reason convinced myself that once I was back back up there that um I'll just want to check that stack because it's a chat and check that is yeah. So if you're wanting to look I knew I'm like let's move, let's put on music because I knew I'm in a bad state. I'm like I, I gotta move and put on some music. Most of you guys watching are probably like, how the fuck did they make it this long without music? Like when you do DMT, because you're just like, uh, like you're done, you're gone. 
there's some resemblance of that there, it's not like a full ego death. Just to keep that classification clean. I don't pass the letter being stuck in it. This letter? Yeah, because I, I was good. This fucked us up. Like, this this secondary layer really messed up. The second, the layer we're talking about is the whole, like, having the cameras and having to put on a show. That's what we're calling that a secondary layer to reality. Because then there's just us hanging out, and then there's the other layer of, like, oh, we're doing a show here, and we're saying, like, trying to film it is really fucking us up. Yeah, because I can't tell for all. No, I can't either. And I don't feel like it's to be a believe I don't know more. <laughs> we can turn the camera there off, actually. Quentin has no idea if we're still recording or not. I mean, like, you have the camera, like, you can turn that off. Yeah. Like, all you have to do is shut off the power button. There we go. But I don't want to, like, break it. Um, well, don't do anything. How about that? No, man, I feel like the last thing we should do is, like, fiddle with it, right? So let's just change location. Yeah, there we go. Shut off the power button. There we go. Oh, I think it was already off, man. Um, well, Can't see it. 
somehow the audio got doubled here. But that was now we're actually looping. I was looping the whole audio over again. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to fast forward as well.
experience, my man. Quentin and Adam eat acid part two, the peak phase, vital educational content. They're literally showing some ESP shit going, that shit was wild. It gets way wilder in the, the longer video. But also, that reminds me of something that I want to do. Let me flip a card about this shit. This shit right here. That was a long time I just spent on a YouTube video. This reminded me of the old podcast where I spent long times on YouTube videos. Alistair Crowley told you that. What did you think about that video? We flip an inward pleasure. Six of cups. Pleasure. Cups are, of course, the water, the emotions. Tranquility. Um, I actually want to restart my podcast from episode one on video, doing a commentary of the podcast and go through the podcast and put it on YouTube with the video aspect of me doing a commentary. I don't know how it will work. I think for most of it, I'd be on the internet 
showing the videos that I'm playing and stuff like that. You know, I as for the video when the podcast is playing, I'd be like going to the songs and the artists showing cover art, you know. It'd be like a a more four-dimensional experience because <laughs> the podcast is already three-dimensional where I'm talking to myself through my comedy sets. So eventually in the videos, it would get quite amazing. And I think I'm going to start that as a YouTube project. I might even do it YouTube live. It'll definitely be some fun shit to do with my podcast. Opening it to a different audience. Well, they go through a lot of stuff that reminds me of my time watching Tenet. Where I like a lot of the conversation that I thought was taking place was taking place inside of my own head. And then like the idea of like I thought something big was going to happen. And then like I I had like a short out-of-body experience where everything like everything got weirdly geometrically loopy. And that was the weirdest. But he explains that on the five-hour one. I'm going to see if I can find it in the... The premium. Excuse me. I'm going to see if I can find it in the chapters... see if this is around where he's talking about it. This is four hours into their trip. Austin noticed that you can refuel your body right now. Yeah. And that you're a conscious entity. That's why you pass there. You shot alive. You're, you've been alive this entire time. <laughs> and here's so this might break up. He doesn't know alive. if he's alive so, anymore. He might not be alive, but I'm alive. And so. <laughs> <laughs> and that's strange because you're out, but you're not alive, right? You admit that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That if a, a living person is now on 
and then forward a few hundred seconds. talks about he looks at a cup and he becomes the cup and that's like the weird geometric looping uh, spiral thing he had taken DMT and nitrous and he's on acid and he <laughs> started transferring his consciousness into different things, inanimate objects. It's a very cool conversation. That's about it for the podcast, I think. 
other than being on Delta 8, which is fun. There's uh, anti-vax shit going on with the page that I share on Facebook all the time, Esoteric Empire. It's very funny because they'll share anti-vax things and then all the spiritual people who are following Esoteric Empire, like, they go into a frenzy on the comments. They're like, why are you spreading this disinformation? And, like, you're dumb. Like, get vaccinated. <laughs> it is... So wild. <laughs> the first comment I see on this one. Alright, so the, the post is, So basically, the zombies should cover their mouths so they don't infect the ones intelligent enough not to get, not to inject government-mandated drugs in their veins. The picture is, U.S. Surgeon General suggests vaccinated people wear masks outdoors as an extra step to protect the unvaccinated. It's important to take that extra step, go that extra mile, wear that mask in indoor settings outside the house so you don't contribute to transmission. So now even vaccinated people are supposed to wear masks so they stop spreading COVID to, to people who are unvaxxed. And the first comment is, Okay, okay, if you don't want the vaccine, fine. You clearly don't need a doctor either or medical interventions. Just please pre-plan your final wishes so your family doesn't have the guilt of it. <laughs> How did this page become half interesting esoteric quotes and half anti-vax stuff so fast? Kind of a bummer. Another plot to divide us. We are strength in numbers and in peace. <laughs> Why mandate me to do something to protect someone else who has chosen not to protect themselves? It's their choice, not my business. Hey, I got all comments. Because the reply was not there. My reply is that's exactly the other way. <laughs> That's exactly why people haven't gotten vaccinated. Why mandate something to protect someone else who's chosen not to protect themselves? <laughs> the reply is someone called them selfish. There's a meme that says, this summer, everyone should wear sunscreen so the person next to you doesn't get burned.
Someone said they're trying to piss off the sheep against unvaccinated people. Trying to read this headline. Headline's too long, it made me click it. Uh, so 74% of COVID-19 cases in Massachusetts outbreak involve fully vaccinated people, CDC says. What is amazing about this, I was talking about the perception war Personal truth outweighs global truth. 25% of the COVID cases are fully vaccinated people in California, well, Los Angeles County. This is from Fox, though. And I'm pretty sure other news sites are saying the exact opposite. Probably the same percentage. 74% of the COVID cases are non-vaccinated people. So it's like both of the informations are there and fully like from news sources they're from, you know, like fucking was it Yale and <laughs> all of these scientists are saying both things. They're saying the unvaccinated are the ones in the new outbreak. They're also saying the vaccinated ones are the ones in the new outbreak. So it's like, if you have your own foundation, if you have your own tower, I'd like to call it, uh, a structural belief system, then you can find the information for what you believe. But if you're following instead of having your own foundation, then there is nothing to follow. You just have to pick your own news source and condemn the other news source. And then if your news source says something opposite, then I guess you'd have to see what the other news source that you condemned is saying. And then, like, <laughs> they're polarizing people. And they're making them engines. Oh, shit, that's what Seven was talking about. But he was talking about some different shit. I think he was talking, like, actual robot machines, like micro-machines, like, feeding off of the energy of our motions. Not emotions, but motions, like physical motions. So they can, like, power the... The shit needed to make like fucking what's it called? Hello. <laughs> hey, Byron, how's it going? Going pretty well. I'm recording.
blockchains. The power of blockchains. Because that takes a shitload of computing power. Like, it feels more metaphysical than that. It feels like the more people switch from pole to pole, like, the more, like, weird ESP energy is given off of people having to change their structures of truths. But they always have... It's always, like, two poles... Vaxed, unvaxed, and then if they, if all the news sources are like, okay, you shouldn't have got vaxxed, then it'll be, you know, if it matters or if it doesn't matter, or if <laughs> you're supposed to get the new vax versus the old vax, or if it's going to be, you know, get the new vax versus don't get any more. Like, there's always going to be the side you choose and the side you didn't choose. If you are not in your own structure of belief. <laughs> and then they always mix them around, you know. The side you didn't choose will be right for one day. And the side you did choose will be right for one day. And then eventually people will have no integrity because they don't have their own bases of truth or towers. The perception war will have won the battle for their perception. That's about it. Uh, this has been <laughs> You Tweeted, You Mean It, episode 125, Fly. And didn't the time just fly, fly, fly by? We're three hours, 30 minutes into this thing. I think I'm going to do spiritual warfare. I am your host, Lord Byron, also known as Byron Broussard, a.k.a. Black Rocker on Twitter, Lord Black Rocker on Instagram. I'm not just me.com. Look out for the new YouTube show that I'll be doing where I'm going back over my podcast. It'll possibly be on YouTube Live. I'll be sharing it to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So the 13 people that listen to this podcast can possibly watch live if they want. Uh, It'll be a lot of silence. Oh, actually, no, yeah, it'll be a lot of silences. Uh, I don't think I will fill the silence from the other podcasts. But it will be a lot of introductions as well, and maybe paused and talking about different things, you know, depending on how short the episodes are. If the episodes are three-hour episodes, then I probably won't be pausing them as much. But, you know, who knows? I might actually pause them a lot. And then maybe I could do, like, the weird chapter things. 
with my YouTube videos like how everybody else is doing. Maybe I'll get monetized and make money off of it. But really, it'll be another space for my podcast to exist that isn't Podbean or physical files, not physical, uh, <laughs> software files on my computer. Digital files, there we go. That's the word. Instead of Podbean and digital files, because I'm pretty sure a lot of those digital files are gone, especially the first few. Also, if you're listening to this on a platform where you could only go back 70 episodes, check out Podbean. It's the main site. I'm pretty sure they have an app as well. Pretty sure the whole podcast is on iTunes. I don't think they have a a restriction on episodes. But I know Stitcher does have a restriction on episodes. As an actual finish to this, we will do Spiritual Warfare to Road Card Battle. Um, That is where you can win yourself some soul. You know? Spiritual Warfare to Road Card Battle. We get a deck of cards. We shuffle them, we flip a card, we use that card to defend and protect our soul. Not defend and protect. They're attack and defend. Procure and defend the soul. That's better. Use the card to procure or defend soul and or defend. And if you think you win, then you do win. And that's how this works. It's quantum game. Imagination style. Strengthen your imagination with tarot card battle. Get yourself some soul. You know, maybe use this as a foundation of truth. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Definitely don't use the news as a foundation of truth because that shit is shaky and changing with the day. Super spreader vaccinated people. You know, and like, the real thing about, like, the idea that they're trying to make us afraid of each other, you know? Like, I used to go to comedy shows, and a comedian would get on stage and be like, where are my vaccinated people at? Everybody would clap, and they're like, good, you know, great. But then, like, I'd get on stage and say shit like, I'm not vaccinated, And people would laugh, of course, but they would, like, it would make them feel weird. (laughs) They don't feel as comfortable. But now they're talking about the vaccinated people are super spreaders. For the unvaccinated people who go out amongst everyone, you know, like, are you supposed to be afraid of all your friends now? That they've secretly got the Delta variant of COVID. Secretly supposed to fear breathing in their breaths. Because they're probably carrying a virus that they're asymptomatic with. Or do I care at all? Because in getting the vaccine, they literally infected themselves with the virus anyway. 
you know, like, why wasn't I scared when the vaccines were first popping off? Everybody was radiating COVID. (laughs) And the main, main big picture, dyslexia brain picture, in order to stop the spreading of COVID, everybody needs to get COVID. So, like, if you want to get it the natural way, you know, like defying time and space and saying, I'm not going to get it until I get it, then, hey, what's wrong with that? If people want to infect themselves with COVID early, like, what's wrong with that? (laughs) If you never get COVID, is that a problem? Should we all have this, this this virus because, you know, it would uh, stop people from getting the virus? You know? Should we all be infected because it will stop people from getting infected? Or can some people rough it out and never be infected? Would the world be okay with that? Or would we have survivor's guilt because of all the dead people? Spiritual warfare, it's a real card battle. You can win yourself some soul from a person who's never got COVID and is out almost every night around people who are vaxxed and unvaxxed. Here we go. We shuffle the cards, we use the cards to our advantage to procure or defend and or defend our souls. Shuffle in, one, two, three, flip. I flip wealth, number 10 of discs. 10 of discs, wealth. With wealth, of course, I'd pay you any sum of money for your soul. How would you stop that, you know? You'd want it. That's why I win. I should play spiritual warfare as as in relation to COVID. (laughs) With wealth, what do you do with wealth? Um, (laughs) No, I can't do that. Because I don't know what side to be on. Like, who do you... People with wealth are probably the ones spreading... The vaccines, because they're getting paid to make the vaccines. But what are they putting in that vaccine with their wealth? Some shit to get your soul, baby. <laughs> your integrity. <laughs> anyway, uh, shuffling, shuffling, shuffling. One, two, three, flip. I flipped the Hierophant. Number five. The Hierophant number five. What do we do with the Hierophant? For that, I'd make... I'd make laws and edicts that say that you have to give me your soul with the Hierophant. As a higher power, number five kind of person. It's like a in the physical world type deal, a priest, if you will. Oh, wait, 
uh, for priests, I guess it wouldn't be laws and etiquette, it would be rituals, rituals and religions that say, you've got to give me your soul. If it was related to COVID, I'd be a priest and be like, you got to get vaxxed because the vaccination, uh, you giving up your integrity to get vaxxed is going to give me soul power because I made you do it. We're shuffling. We're going to do one more turn. Let this dyslexia brain explain the big picture. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you should really see that dyslexia superpower shit, the hacking dyslexia. Even if you don't have dyslexia, just like watch that shit and just be like, whoa. <laughs> okay, so ESP exists. You can do it through acid. Multiple dimensions exist. You can get through with DMT. Like, <laughs> uh, ego death exists. You could do that shit with mescaline. You can become an animal. You can, like, really ego death yourself out. Um, anyway, uh, shuffling, we're shuffling. Um, shuffles. Shuffles, alright, one, two, three, yeah, I dropped a card. Okay, so we're still shuffling. Uh, I'm going to cut the deck a few times instead of actually shuffle. Um, shuffles, shuffles, I didn't cut the deck, I just actually shuffled. Anyway, one, two, three, flip. I flip prudence, number eight of discs. Discs, the physical, what do we do with the prudence? Um... Hmm. I guess I'll do a defensive one. No. With prudence, I have the integrity to not give you my soul because I know that I am not my body, I am the caretaker of my body, in my body, my decisions. And we all know how that relates to COVID. <laughs> all right, you guys, this has been, you tweeted, you mean it, uh, episode 125, Fly. I'm your host, Lord Byron, also known as Byron Broussard, AKA Black Rocker on Twitter. Lord Black Rocker on Instagram. The website is I'm not just me.com. And of course, uh, the classic sign off. You can't end like that. <laughs>